Hey, everybody, welcome back into another edition of Bold Predictions here at Inside Nebraska. With me, as always, for these is Steve Mark and Greg Smith. I'm Zach Carpenter, and uh, we're previewing today Nebraska going to Wisconsin to Madison Camp Randall Stadium for a primetime game on NBC's Big Ten Saturday night. I don't know if that name is caught on yet, but maybe it will. It's not quite Sunday night football or Monday night football, but the Big Ten's trying. Either way, Nebraska is going to get after uh, after getting the shaft to Peacock uh, last week for Maryland. The next week they get NBC's primetime window rather than the secondary or third string, fourth string run of uh, run of streaming. So, Steve, any initial thoughts from the? Uh, on the game, you and I will be there, boots on the ground, or maybe, maybe you're going to go uh, enjoy the first day of deer hunting season in Wisconsin, which is, uh, did not realize till this week how big of a deal it is, and I guess it's no joke, so maybe uh, maybe the environment won't be as hostile as, uh, as many anticipate. Yeah, so last time I was, I've only been in Madison, Wisconsin once, and that was in 2021 when Nebraska went up there, and yeah, it does fall on the deer hunting uh, open. And, you know, if you look at the stadium, Camp Randall stadium, there are patches that are barren and just like stands. And, you know, it's, it's actually a discussion point up in the press box. You know, you overhear a guy saying, Oh, you know, it's the first day like deer season and everything. So it's a real thing up there and, and it impacts, uh, how many people are in the game. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a tough one for Nebraska night game in Madison. It's never going to be easy. And I know the vibes are kind of weird around Madison right now with, you know, Wisconsin, they're riding a three-game losing streak. The last two were against Indiana and Northwestern. Um, and, you know, you have kind of like this weird, weird thing going on with Nebraska being the opponent, going to uh, a, an opponent's home hometown where, you know, like I said, the vibes aren't really weird. And after the Northwestern game, safety hunter Wooler, who I really like, he kind of reminds me of Omar Brown and Isaac Gifford. Um, he kind of just like, you know, didn't care and was like saying what, what he thought after the game. And he kind of made a lot of news and went viral. I actually have a couple of his quotes here that I want to, I want to read because he was not holding back at all about what he thinks he needs from his teammates and the buy-in. He He doesn't think the buy-in is, is with, uh, is all there right now with Luke Fickle's, uh, first, first year. So this is from Hunter Wooler, a really good starting safety from, from Wisconsin, uh, quote, we've hit rock, rock bottom right now. And when you hit rock bottom, you take a long, hard look at yourself. There might be some weeding out that we need to do because right now things that we have going on, it's not what Wisconsin football is. It's not what with Wisconsin football rep represents. You never want to do the weeding, weeding out process. No. In yeah. When you have you a, that when you have a player, when you have a player, um, that's talking about weeding guys out. <laughs> that's not good at all. And so this is just going to be an interesting situation that Nebraska is walking into on Saturday. Um, and I'm anxious to see how it all plays out. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating situation for all of those reasons. And like, we t- it's funny because we talk about like Nebraska to this point after riding so high, um, having these last like stumbles in these last two games. And like now it's like a, you know, is Nebraska like disappointing after you didn't know what to expect from them? Well, look on the other side, Wisconsin is definitely disappointing, um, even though they've got a top 10 coach and Luke Fickle, apparently. Um, and so it's just interesting what's happening up there in Madison. And you're right, Steve, like the whole 
whole like weeding out process like a lot of this stuff honestly sounds like what you heard at nebraska in previous yep. years and we know how that goes that's not good mm -hmm. um now you still have to throw all of that out the window um because you could go up there in madison and they could be totally locked in and then end up putting it on nebraska like it's just like nebraska like you said cannot take it for granted it's definitely not going to be easy but this is definitely a much different wisconsin team um than we all probably thought they would be facing i just wish this game was at home if you're wanting a nebraska win and real quickly to all to all that point at first it, i i thought that the the press conference from luke fickle especially sounded uh a, very similar to the the one matt rule had um after the michigan game going into illinois like at first like on its surface but then you listen closer and then you'd uh throw in hunter waller's comments and it's like it's a little it's it's different and it's a little uh, sounds a little more dire up in Wisconsin than it did um, here at Nebraska because after that Michigan game, it wasn't wasn't a cultural thing. It didn't feel like it didn't feel as uh, it didn't feel as like in dire straits type of deal. It felt like it was just a um, a solitary like one one game in a vacuum where they just did not show up to play because they were playing too scared and were playing too tight and just didn't go out and try to do the things that Nebraska had done in the previous two games and play hard and play, try to play to win instead of playing like just nervous. Um, I don't know if, if you got a sense of like, maybe it was a little bit like after that, that Michigan game, but slight, I mean, much, much more, uh, I keep saying the word worse because it was. Yeah. It like, to me, what I, what I see going down at Wisconsin, there's just, there's, there's such a massive, shift going on within that program inside that program what they want to be about and it's not what they traditionally have been about so you know to hear all this stuff happening to see it all coming out it's not totally surprising but when when one of your leaders on the team like hunter Wooler, comes out and, and just like does not hold back to the media and starts saying what he said um that that's really bad and it gives you a sense of just how how much work maybe luke fickle has in front of him to really kind of change the culture to what he wants because maybe what he's doing with with Phil Longo on offense with Mike Trestle on defense maybe it's just not meshing with with the guys that were already in the program when everybody got there so I don't there, there might be a really really interesting roster reset coming in Madison um you know once the season ends and it's going to be very very interesting to watch What's interesting too is that it it might it feels like maybe a situation where the guys that were already there are like, hey, we needed you to come in and just take us to the next level. We didn't need a wholesale change to everything that was going on because it, it like otherwise I don't know how to explain why they would have an well it's not apparent I was going to say an apparent lack of buy in it's not apparent. Um, Waller definitely put voice to that it actually exists, um, and maybe that's what it is. Like, hey, you brought in like all these wide receivers that can't play and you did this and you did that and we want to change the offense we want to change what we're about we're straying away from I guess the Barry Alvarez model like and we didn't actually need that like is could that be part of it like it's just a it's weird even though they brought in a lot of transfers it sounds like they're going to have to bring in more after the season because it wouldn't surprise any of us sitting here that's like they just have a huge batch of defections <laughs> after this season yeah, the both these programs are at a an interesting crossroads right now. Both five and five, both three and four in the Big Ten coming in, and uh, it's one of those games where if you're Nebraska and you're Matt Rule, you want to say, "Hey, let's let's put our foot down. Let's show them that we're the program. Like, we're, let's show them that our rebuild is 
is ahead of theirs. He's not going to use any of those words exactly, but you know what I'm getting at that they're going to want to show like, Hey, for once we're, we're a better program than Wisconsin. We can like, we put our foot down and I mean, nine game losing streak as Omar Brown said, uh, we talked about yesterday and like, he didn't realize how long it had been that it had been since, since 2012 when, uh, since Nebraska, since Nebraska won, since Nebraska beat Wisconsin, it's been since 1966 that they won in Madison. Um, so you have those history, um, those poor hit, re, uh, recent run and long runs of history against this program uh, going against you. But um, just to move it along here, I mean, Michigan State, you go into that game, Michigan State lost six in a row. You welcome in Maryland. They lost four in a row coming in. Both of those programs won, so I don't think it. I don't think it matters one bit what the what the losing streak is or what the winning streak is for Nebraska going in because was or yeah Wisconsin's won lost three in a row after five and two start, um, and I just yeah I, I think when you look at a Nebraska game we know what it's what the style is going to be. It's been the same game the last five games of of rugged slow ugly football with a bunch of turnovers, but can you survive those turnovers um, is the question for Nebraska going forward. So um, Steve, I'll ask you to start, sort of kick things off here. What's uh, what, uh, how, how you see things shaking out when Nebraska goes up there? What do you got for your first bold prediction? Yeah. So my bold prediction is going to be, let's stick with fumbles. There's been a lot of fumbles this year um, on both sides, actually. So Nebraska will recover two Wisconsin fumbles, just like it did against Maryland uh, last weekend. So in the six, so in the last six games, uh, hear me out here, Wisconsin has fumbled 12 times. They've lost eight of them. So on the season, they have 11 lost fumbles. That's tied for the second most in the Big Ten to Nebraska's 13. And that's uh, tied for the second most in the country. Nebraska, Nebraska obviously has the most lost fumbles in the country. So, you know, I, I think the black shirts are playing like the black shirts. Uh, Tony White has these guys flying around. Uh, we we all saw and enjoyed Omar Brown's, um, you know, strip and then recovery on one motion. And we saw Javen Wright kind of come off a block, knock the ball loose from a really good running back and Roman Hemby, and then Ty Robinson recovers. So I think Nebraska is going to do it again and get two fumble recoveries against the Wisconsin offense that has coughed the ball up quite a bit. Not as much as Nebraska has, but they've done their share too. So, and, and I'll go even more specific here and say Marquise Buford with those fresh legs. He's been flying around. If you keep an eye on Marquise Buford during these games, he's he's fun to watch because he's flying around. He is sprinting. Um, he is full of energy and and full of just you know. He's wanting got some to bounce. Knock your face he like in. hops up and he's yeah. like he like no, gets he's the been high legs going. He's he's been waiting. Yeah, that's a that's a man who is happy to be back on the football field. Absolutely. So I'll say Marquise Buford uh, recovers one and then let's go with Nick Hendrick to get another. How about that? I like it. I, you double down with getting drilled down with even more specific on that. But I'm going to kind of I'm going to stick in kind of the same vein there. So if, if you think that Wisconsin is going to put the ball on the ground a couple of times because it's what they do um, the same way that Nebraska does. Um, yeah. I'm going to say be also related to that, that Nebraska is going to hold Braylon Allen, the uh, talented running back at Wisconsin that has had some interesting usage this season, also some injuries as well that he's battled. Um, I'm going to say they hold him to 50 yards or less on the on this game rushing. 
Um, now it's been weird when you look at his stats, like he has been held under 50 yards three different times this season. Um, to only two of the three that he really get like a full, like lion's share of carries last week doesn't fully count. He only had three carries for three yards. Um, only played two first, Western. first two yeah. series of the game. Yeah. And then that was it for him. And then he didn't play in the week before that against Indiana. Why did uh, those balloons just pop up on here? If you're watching on YouTube, I have I no idea why. what's Is that going to show this. up on YouTube. I, I, I hope I not. Like, I hope <laughs> God it doesn't. There's been these little emoji things that have been happening this whole time I've been on this Zoom. Um, so hopefully if you're watching this on YouTube, you saw that and you get a good laugh. If you just listen to <laughs> right in the middle of, of Greg's thorough analysis, just for no reason at all, there's a bunch of balloons pop up and on steve's screen and we just start me and steve just start laughing greg's like let me try to keep running here. i tried I, I tried to make an attempt there <laughs> like my zoom has just been janky all day long like it doesn't want me to be great um but nebraska's defense will not allow braylon allen to be great and hold him under 50 yards i also think that there's a chance back. this is also a chance that you know he's still banged up um yep. so it's not quite as bold <laughs> in that sense but Bra braylon allen um like most wisconsin running backs during kind of this losing streak um that nebraska's had against them has basically had his way um, with them. And it feels like in a lot of these games too, where Nebraska has held Wisconsin for like a long stretch of the game and then the dam just breaks. So hopefully Nebraska, and I'm going to predict him this time to actually hold him under those 50 yards and have a, a really great game uh, when it comes to run defense. And I'm going to shut up now. So hopefully there's no more weird Zoom issues. Let me try something. Thumbs up. Did you guys get, nope, you didn't get a thumbs up. Uh, emoji come across there it is there's some more balloons as soon as you put the peace sign up i didn't know that was a new sign. feature on zoom yeah um, thanks zoom so you guys each go with a defensive bold prediction you guys aren't bold enough to go to the offensive side of the ball for nebraska with the bold prediction and neither am i i am not going to go with the bold prediction on offense because i'm i mean we talked about the quarterbacks the last three times uh we did one of these videos we've been talking about quarterbacks in the offense and turnovers all week guys we know we know that the number one far and away and then big steep drop off after that the number one factor is can nebraska take care of the ball can you they, they limit these turnovers so um i don't want to i don't want to keep harping on that because it's not fun honestly like we know what the we know what the deal is they have to limit turnovers and uh neutralize um neutralize what i think is inevitably the fact that they'll give the ball away at least twice if not more um Ty Robinson is another uh, another theme of the week, guy of the week, um, and for good reason. He had probably his best game as a as a college football player against um, against Maryland last week. He was dominant. He's been on a, on a on a tear that's going to get him paid and moved up some draft boards. But uh, he's going to be a popular week or a popular player, I think, this week for uh, um, for prediction type stuff and um, player of the game nomination candidates and whatnot. But I. I I get the sense it's going to be one of those classic things where we we talk up a guy all week and for good reason, um, and then he I don't think he's going to affect the game in the stat sheet as much against Wisconsin. I think he's going to be it's going to be one of those sort of classic Ty Robinson games where he's drawing double teams and other other guys like Nash, Nash Hutmaker and Luke Reimer, the linebacking core is going to sort of clean up around him. So I don't think he's going to be I don't think he's going to be getting the PBUs and. Um, running around chasing Tanner Mordecai outside the pocket all the way to the sideline like he was last Saturday. But uh, I do expect a productive game, just not in the stat sheet for Ty Robinson. I'm going with a redemption arc for two guys. You, uh, Steve mentioned uh, Javen Wright and Marquise Buford earlier. I think he mentioned Javen. 
I know you mentioned Marquise and Marquise Buford got 16 snaps against Michigan state. And then they brought him along. They started against Maryland, his first start in almost a calendar year, because this time last year, almost it was November 18th, 2022 against Wisconsin on the second snap of the game uh, where he went down with a knee injury in game 11 after starting all 11 games. And, and he goes down with that injury and almost full calendar year later, he's back on the field. He's going to be starting against Wisconsin and um, Javen Wright last year in that 15, 14 loss to, uh, to the Badgers was the one who uh, gave up the 27 yard completion on the wheel route to set up Wisconsin's game winning um, rushing touchdown by Graham Mertz. So those two guys though, are on upward trajectory right now. And I've got them, I've got a redemption art for both of those guys. Give me an interception for each one. I know Javen Wright has two, just an absolutely sensational play on the sidelines last week from him. Marquise Buford, I think he's come close, I think, to, um, to getting a takeaway this year, but uh, hasn't, hasn't quite polished it off. Give me those two guys with one interception each as, uh, as they go into Madison, where again, they are four and a half point, four and a half point underdogs with a 36 and a half over under. So that leads right into score prediction. Steve, what do you got? I got Wisconsin winning this thing 17 to 13. It's going to be another tight game into the fourth quarter, just like it's going to always be the rest of the season with Nebraska with as much um, issues they have offensively. Um, and, and especially at the quarterback position, I just think Wisconsin has, they get Tanner Mordecai back. He came back from that broken hand. He suffered against Iowa uh, last week against Northwestern and he didn't look half bad tossing the rock around. He uh, threw a lot of passes. So he looked, he, you know, and I think a lot of people are uh, maybe viewing him as a pocket passer and he's absolutely not. He can run. And like Tony White told us yesterday, when he runs, he's like uh, Talia Tagovailoa. He's looking downfield and he's trying to extend the play to throw it down the field. Um, Tanner Morikai is a, a six-year guy. He's played a lot of football. Um, he's somebody that Josh Martin, Nebraska's tight ends coach, um, coach uh, was on the same uh, staff as Tanner Morikai, um in 2021 at SMU. Um, so I'm, I'm, I was curious about, you know, what kind of role Josh Martin was going to have this week and trying to maybe help prepare and, and, you know, give the defense, give Tony white, what he knows, um, about Tanner Mordecai, but, um, Tanner Mordecai, he's, uh, Wisconsin has a better quarterback in this game. Um, they have a better passing offense and I just think Wisconsin is going to do what good defenses do, uh, smart defenses do against Nebraska, just load the box with extra bodies. Um, try to stop the run and then make whoever is playing quarterback at Nebraska beat them with their, with his arm. So um, I, I think Wisconsin's going to um, kind of show up and I know the vibes are weird around Madison, but I think the, the, the team leaders of Wisconsin, I guess are going to maybe do their job and, and get everybody back um, from that uh, disappointing loss against Northwestern. And I think they're going to come together and, and get this one on their home field. So uh, Wisconsin 17, Nebraska 13. It's just a really, really tough draw, uh, Madison at night under the lights. Yeah, I, it's it's interesting as you say that about Mordecai and that his, his ability to extend plays yeah. um, is something that like I feel like, I'm not a coach, but I feel like that's actually the harder thing to prepare for when you have a mobile guy than just a guy that likes to do zone read stuff or likes to take mm -hmm. off and run at the first sign of trouble. Um, because those plays where they kind of get busted and you can only cover for so long, like it's just really, really hard to defend that no matter how good your defense is. And Nebraska's yeah. defense is very good. Um, so I do think that I 
I agree with you, Stephen. I think that you're dead on. I think that's going to be a problem uh, for Nebraska in this game. And while I do think that Nebraska is going to shut down the run, I think they're going to have problem with the pass, um, especially those deep passes. Once again, I've got Wisconsin winning this 23 to three. I don't like this matchup for Nebraska at all. I don't care at all really about the whole like Madison is on fire right now when it comes to like the actual score prediction of this one, because I just don't feel like that stuff ever works out in the favor for Nebraska. And maybe that's yeah. kind of a like prisoner of the moment situation, but like, I feel like that's where we are. Like it never happens to where Nebraska has got this wounded team as we've seen the last two weeks. And then they just go ahead and put the hammer down on them and then make it happen. It's that those teams get right by playing Nebraska because they're so one dimensional right now. And one side of the ball is so good. The other side on offense, just be patient. They'll turn it over. Um, I think they turn it over a bunch again this game, though. I do think they'll get a couple off of Wisconsin. But yeah, 23 to three uh, is my score for Wisconsin going ahead and getting a win and, and doing the whole jump around thing in Madison this weekend. Yeah. What have you guys always taught me? Don't pick nebraska to do something that is not proven that it has done you guys have said that all year and i'm like ah shut up then it's like uh they're right like every single time so i can't i I, i'm trying to follow your guys leadership here and nebraska has lost the last they've lost 10 of 11 to wisconsin since joining the big 10 and they haven't won since they've lost nine in a row ever since uh 70 to 31 in india and that that fateful 2012 Big Ten championship game. So I've got, I've got Wisconsin 16, Nebraska 13. Um, I, if I'm doing a final score prediction for these Nebraska games, I feel like it's almost a requirement to make sure that there's multiple field goals involved instead of multiple touchdowns for the Nebraska offense anyway. Um, I don't think I've followed that rule at all until now, but that's where I'm at now with it. So uh, I think there's, I've, then I'm predicting two total touchdowns in the game. What is that? Five total field goals. So, I mean, that that type of moving the ball, I feel like, is almost giving giving both teams credit right now. But hey, that's where we're at um, as we move forward here. Uh, I wanted to actually, yeah, Greg. That's what I was going to say. B- between me and you, I think I think it's a lot less likely this week that we that we swap out our final score predictions. If you guys followed along last week. Uh, he had Nebraska over Maryland on the video, and I had Maryland over Nebraska. And then we come out with our final score predictions on Friday uh, at InsideNebraska.com. And, oh, I have Nebraska winning. Greg has Maryland winning. So we flip-flop, flip-flop. So I think it's, I think it's a little no, more like Not this time. It's not coming. Game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last thought here, um, just to bring it around, we'll close it out. I mean, Nebraska's on this roller coaster, right? This whole season, it's, it's been – it just kind of hit me this morning when you look at it, like they lose their first two, start off 0-2, and, and it's doom and gloom, like, oh my God, this team might finish 2-10 and 10 or 3-9. and nine. Then they win two. It's like 2-2, two and two, Michigan coming to town. Like, they're not, it's not like they're that great, right, On with the passing offense. I mean, yeah, they're great with the run, the culture, yada, yada. Like, you talk yourself into it, like, well, maybe, maybe that Nebraska can muddy up the game and upset Michigan. Michigan game happens doom and gloom they come and win three in a row and now we're talking big 10 title game indianapolis flint michigan mega bowl like let's go there's there's all these opportunities on the table now they've lost two in a row that comes down and now everyone's doom and gloom again so where is this going to go steve is this going to go continue training downward over these last two games are we uh, are we looking at the 
the swing of the season again going back upward. This uh, final two two game stretch here is super super um, interesting to me because I don't think they're going to get out of Madison with a win, but that's going to set up one hell of an environment and story for uh, Thanksgiving weekend with Black Friday and against the Iowa Hawkeyes coming into uh, Memorial Stadium. I can't wait for that game because I think it's going to mean a bowl or bust for the Huskers because it's going to be, um, I don't know, I'm just really excited for that environment and that game. And I'm already kind of counting Nebraska out with the Wisconsin game, and I understand that. And who knows, I might get they might surprise me and get out of Madison with a win, um, and that'd be great uh, to get bowl eligible uh, right away. But Yeah, um, Steve, that- you've been wrong before. Yeah, I have. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is, um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, again, I, I know I say this every week on these things, but I'm excited for this game a lot. I'm excited to see what they can do, uh, against Tanner Mordecai, uh, Texas quarterback and everything. He, he, he can sling it, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, this is, you're absolutely right. It, this has been a roller coaster uh, of a season for Nebraska fans and for Matt rule. Um, and yeah, I just can't wait to to go and and watch this thing unfold because I I don't know I it's not like I'm hoping that Nebraska loses so it sets up this Iowa awesome game but uh I don't know it's this is a really good story uh, shaping up here um for the final regular season game for Nebraska and Iowa here Steve don't but, read the YouTube comments tomorrow yeah we'll see yeah but there. but I'm hold on I'm gonna save Steve here there is actually an alternate storyline that I can present to you that that is equally if not more exciting if Nebraska can somehow some way win this game in Madison and surprise us all and then mm-hmm. Iowa then loses this weekend technically give it to me that, get it to me Greg come on give me that against Iowa on Black Friday is for the Big Ten West title so that would make that game even bigger um yeah. it would be just an enormous deal and that would be a lot of fun i think either way it would be a lot of fun but that version of it um <laughs> we we got something cooking there uh and, if that ends up happening yeah and i i go back to last year too about how how the huskers kind of ruined iowa's season i mean they were set up to go be the west champions and then all they had to do was beat lowly nebraska with the interim coach mickey joseph um and then look what happened. They went that Nebraska goes into Kinnick Stadium, uh, beats Iowa and um champions that trophy around the stadium, let, letting all sorts of Husker fans uh touch it. That was hilarious. That was awesome. It was such a cool moment. Um, so you know the Hawkeyes are gonna be wanting some payback as well, um, either way on on that Black Friday. But yeah, you're right, Greg. Um uh, just as as crazy as it sounds, um, Nebraska is not dead yet in the in the West uh race here. They are, they are the Jason Voorhees of Ken <laughs> West right now. Um, and it's interesting. Michael like, they, Myers. Yeah, they, they <laughs> could they could bounce back. Like you could convince me that Nebraska in their roller coaster of a year will now bounce back and find a way to get it done against Wisconsin. I don't think it's totally out of the question. I just think it's highly unlikely. Um, it's going to be difficult, uh, but we'll see. That's why they play the games, right? This is again, even mm-hmm. as we're pessimistic about them winning up there, it is not exactly an unbeatable Wisconsin team as we've seen um, from pick one of their losses, right? So it, it, anything can happen. It's just a tough one but we'll see especially you know given their quarterback situation yeah i don't want to make it seem like wisconsin is like this goliath that is like unbeatable but i do i just think you know after everything that happened with the loss to indiana and northwestern and what the players are saying after and talk about buy-in i don't know i just think wisconsin is going to come back and they're going to you know be at home and they're going to win this thing um but you know 
I'm not absolutely counting Nebraska out, but I just think, you know, the, the odds are against Nebraska here. Um, when you look at both offenses and who can, who's able to score points, I think was that, that kind of goes to Wisconsin. Is this how your guys' friendship has been for years where Steve's like coming in with the realism and the, uh, maybe looking at the pessimistic side or realistic side, whatever you want to say. And then Greg's like, well, now hold on here. Let's look at the bright side. Like, do you see this bottle of water? Oh, that looks half full to me. You know what? Yeah. It is half full. Yeah. Is that how it's worked for you guys over the years? I don't know. I, I, how has it worked, Greg? I'm not really, really sure. Uh, I don't yeah, know. I never thought about it. But on, on YouTube. <laughs> I never thought about it one time, but it could be, that could be like, we, we, I just think that it's, it's possible. We have to keep the possibility. Um, while also realizing it's probably not going to happen. Sorry. Comments. But, Hey, I, I like it. I like you injecting that into my veins, that possibility, that hope. I mean, Husker Hope, she's still she's still vibing right now. I mean, hey, Illinois, Illinois backup quarterback just threw for 500 yards or whatever it was. So uh, maybe Illinois can up, upset Iowa. That's on the table. And, I mean, a, a win in Madison for the first time and forever is on the table, just like it's on the table for the Nebraska volleyball team. That's the last interesting tidbit to throw in there is, um, I mean, Nebraska got the got the monkey off its back against Wisconsin volleyball earlier in the year, and um, now the football team is going to be looking to do the same in the first year under Matt Rule. So again, six thirty p.m. Central kickoff time from from Madison on NBC on Saturday night. We'll be there. Uh, Steve and I will be there, and Jansen Coburn, our digital producer, will be there um, to provide you coverage. Encourage you guys to check that out on InsideNebraska.com, and obviously here on the YouTube page. I encourage you guys to like this video, subscribe to our YouTube page to get all the videos dropped directly into your feed. We'll have post-game coverage, including press conference videos and rapid recap analysis and the whole, the whole shebang right after, right after it goes final at Camp Randall. So for Steve Mark, Greg Smith, I'm Zach Carpenter. We'll catch you guys again next time.